Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock, and this is Tuesday, June 4th, 2019. It's a privilege and an honor this evening to uh, welcome uh, Ms. Kirsten Coombs from the Howard County Board of Education to the show tonight. Uh, I know that education issues are always uh, of very high importance in Howard County and the state of Maryland, and uh, so we're very fortunate to have a member of our Board of Education here in Howard County here this evening. So, Kirsten, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me, Bill. My pleasure. So, um, you know, I don't know how many people, you know, people in local government, they you know, are never very sure of who their representatives are or, or who the people are who are making decisions for them on a daily basis. So I thought we'd start kind of very much from the beginning. Okay. So uh, if you could tell us a, a little bit about your background and how did you, how did you become involved in community affairs? So I moved to Columbia uh, a little more than 20 years ago, and I'm originally from Gaithersburg, and I went to the University of Maryland, and I have a degree in accounting in, in accounting and in uh, history, medieval history, because that's very useful. Um, and I fell in love with Howard County and decided that I wanted to make my home here after college. And I uh, have a, a daughter who's 15 now at Wild Lake High School. She's finishing up her freshman year. And um, I just fell in love when I moved here with the, um, the amenities, the green space, the, uh, the people, the diversity. And uh, when my daughter went to kindergarten at Running Brook, I started to get involved in the PTA and in the school and volunteering at her school. And I was switching jobs at the time, so I was able to um, volunteer a little bit more in the school. And so I saw uh, the importance of our educators in the classroom and uh, wanted to help them out uh, when I could. And so I started started doing that. You know, I was a PTA mom. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrific. Um, what what made you want to run for the Board of Education? And by the way, this is your first term on the board, right? You were first elected in 2016, correct? Yes, I started in, in December. I was sworn in in December of 2016. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm in my, I guess, uh, we were meeting with a student member of the board today, and she's my fourth student member because they serve on an annual basis. So it's kind of interesting to think about, wow, this is my fourth student member. And I for the last um, three years, I've sat next to the student member and tried to facilitate any questions because it's a big learning curve. They're uh, they're you know usually a very you know mature, uh, intelligent, great contributor to the uh, to the board of education, and they're a full voting member on many many items, just except budget and redistricting. Mm-hmm. So, what made you want to run for the board in the first place? So, I was concerned that resources were being put at central office rather than in the classroom. And my experience at Running Brook had shown me how important resources are. Uh, The closer to the students, uh, the money being spent is, the better. And so I was concerned that that was getting left behind. And uh, Running Brook is a Title I school, so it uh, it has a high amount of children receiving free and reduced meals. And I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, every child was getting a leg up. So 
so running for office, it's it's a big deal, and it takes a lot of time, and it takes uh, takes a lot of energy, certainly a lot of resources, and and I, I recall you had to run countywide, so I know that that was a that's a big use of your time and money. Um, you know, what did you learn about yourself about campaigning for office that you didn't know about yourself before? Because I don't I don't know what. My opinion is this campaigning things not just for anybody. So, well, and you, what do you think about it. that? So. Uh, it was a long time ago, <laughs> but but you know the the uh, mean streets of Oakland Mills is nothing nothing quite like uh, running from one end of the county to the other. So, how was that? Well, you have to get to know individual communities and what their concerns are. Uh, this is a very diverse area, running from Western Howard County to um, you know more. Um, more um, crowded areas over here in the Eastern County because there's been so much housing growth over here um, in the central and, and eastern part of the counties. And so I tried to get around to communities and listen to them and find out what their concerns were. And uh, I don't think that uh, anybody is against each other. There are a lot of people that try to pit communities against each other and what a lot of people in Howard County are here for is the great educational system. And when you, when you try to come together on that and you realize that we have more in common than indifferent because we all want great schools for our children. We're all concerned about making sure that the educators in the classroom are top notch and that they have supports. And those were the key takeaways that, uh, that were at the core and the, the belief of most every voter around the county. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of gets to my next question, which mm-hmm. is, which was, you know, as I said before, kind of like what I said about, about how campaigning, you know, what you realize about oh, yourself realize during about campaigning, yeah. but, but no, but you hit upon something which I thought was very interesting, which is how serving an elected office is different than campaigning for office. And you, well, you just kind of spoke to that. I was wondering is, if you could give me a little bit more. It is, but I did try to campaign as I would serve. So I tried to go to communities and go to forums and listen to concerns and listen to questions the same way that I listen to people now. So I don't, I think that if you are campaigning, you should campaign as you are willing to serve so that you're listening to people the same way. And there are always going to be things that you learn as you're in the job that you didn't realize before and that uh, you didn't realize, oh, I don't have control over that or something, or maybe you overpromised on the campaign trail or something. But I really tried to campaign by going to lots of meetings, county council meetings, uh, to try to, to listen because I figured by going to those, I was listening to the concerns of the community, and then I knew that I might be on the other side of the camera, being one of the people that was listening. And I also did it from a family standpoint as well, because I wanted my family to understand what it meant to serve, so that there would be late night meetings. We had a budget meeting until after midnight last night, and that means that I'm not home. And so I wanted my daughter and my, my husband to get an idea of what that looked like. And so I wanted to start doing the job before I had the job. 
All right, so now you've been in office since December 2016. So now it's been about two and a half years that uh, you've been on the board. Um, What would you say would be your most significant accomplishments on the board to date? And and, and why? Why do you feel those things are most important? Uh, There was a lot of angst in the community when I started on the board. And uh, we brought on a new superintendent who had... Um, some different goals and wanted to, um, you know, involve the community in a different way. And I feel really good about that. Uh, I made a lot of people very happy uh, with a, with a change in, in, in administration. And I feel that uh, Dr. Martirano has a lot of great ideas, a lot of experiences that he can bring to bear, uh, both as a Howard County parent his children went to Howard County Public Schools, and he was in the community here for a long time. But he also has the benefit of having left the system and seen other models and other processes that he can bring back. So he, he brings a wealth of experience to the to our system. And uh, that making sure that our educators feel valued. I remember uh, maybe back in... June of 2017, getting some emails from our educators, and I had not received emails from our educators before, and I felt like their voices were being respected in a different way, and that they were, they felt like they were contributing again. Mm -hmm. Well, Kirsten, you certainly mentioned uh, a few things that you've done. Um, You know, I guess one thing I want to know is, uh, would there be anything that you would do differently so far in these two and a half years you've been on the board so far? That's a tough one. Uh, I think high school 13, uh, that was a very tough vote. I wish that I had structured or... I wish that we had structured the vote as two things to obtain high school 14 land at Troy Hill by setting in motion a process to uh, deal with the impediments that I'm not going to go into here uh, because of real estate issues. At the same time, I do think that we needed to acquire the land at Mission Road because the county does have a dearth of property large enough for middle and high schools. So we do need to both protect ourselves with any existing options that are there, but we should also be thinking about the future and going down that path concurrently. And at the time I saw that as an either or rather than a both. Mm-hmm. That Those are very interesting insights. And you mentioned a couple issues, which, yeah, they've been big issues in the County for very years. Divisive as well. They've been very divisive <laughs> and they're continuing to be so. And I'm, I'm sure that they're, uh, they would probably be part of the answer to your next the next question. Okay. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Okay. But uh, what are the? Uh, it would be very very unsanitary. I haven't washed. Um, but what are what are the current uh, hot topics 
that are before the BOE that you're keeping an eye out on. I, I know you mentioned another one, which the budget. was the budget, which was a very late night last night, and I'm glad that you're here to, to, to chat. So what else? Uh, Those are three big land, ones. Yeah, land acquisition is definitely one. Uh, diversifying our workforce and making sure that our our staff look like our community. It's very that's very important. I'm very concerned about making sure that we have resources for our our high poverty schools. Howard County has a very low number in comparison of overall poverty, although it is believed that it is underreported because it is self-reported. So while it's 21 or 22 percent of children receiving free and reduced meals, it's probably higher than that because there are stigmas about applying for those resources. That being said, while we while it's lower, we have the fastest growth rate uh, in the last five years. I, I saw something recently that Howard County has the highest growth rate in poverty. So we are a very attractive community because of our educational system, because in the United States, people view education as the ladder. And Howard County definitely looks like a very attractive ladder. So we attract a lot of people to this county that are trying to give their children access to a phenomenal educational system with great educators. So... So what do you, so those are great insights and, and you've talked about a lot of really important issues that I know are, are going on in the community. And, and I know that, that folks, you know, teachers, staff, administrators, parents, community members are all, are all thinking of, um, and it's, um, I commend you for, for being in tune with that, but now I'm going to ask you to think about you. Okay. Um, so you've been on the board now two and a half years. Um, I know that they're changing the way that Correct. school board members are elected. Um, and I think that'll be coming in effect uh, next year. Correct. Uh, so what do you what do you see as your future on the on the BOE? Not, not just, um, you know, within the next year and a half of your term, but. But I don't know what your intentions are. But but uh, if you if you're choosing to continue on the board, um, you know, um, you know, what, what would you like to do? I'm definitely thinking about it. I definitely feel like I've found a place in public service and I want to continue participating in the community this way. Uh, I do. It, it will be a little different next time because it will be a countywide race, which should allow more candidates to run because it's not as resource dependent as it had been running a countywide race, which is very difficult in a county of 330,000 people. So I'm looking at my options and seeing what I want to do. I also have some personal things going on that I might, that might impact it as well. And, um, but uh, I'm really enjoying being vice chair this year. Uh, it's very rewarding uh, to get, um, to get, further opportunities to, to interact with the community. And uh, that that has been really interesting to work with, uh, with more people and to play a, di a slightly different part. I'm also the chair of the legislative committee, 
for the Board of Education. And so that means I'm going down to Annapolis a lot during December through March, dealing with session, uh, dealing with testimony and working uh, with the Maryland Association of Boards of Education to craft testimony and present testimony uh, and work on positions for the 24 local education entities, uh, affiliates. Um, so that's uh, that's near and dear to my heart. I love the legislative legislative process. That's very interesting to me to see how how Annapolis works down and dirty. I know you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a really fascinating part to work with our fellow elected officials at the state level and also at the federal level on certain pieces of, of legislation that affect education. Well, that's that's outstanding, and it sounds sounds like that. Regardless of of whenever uh, the next year and a half holds, it sounds like education's a big part of your life, and it's going to continue to be, and and, and that's terrific. Um, so, I have a few more questions. Okay. Um, I know I asked before about like the best things of of uh, being in office and of running for office, and maybe also some of the things that maybe you wish you had done differently. But now I'm going to ask, so I asked the good and the bad, so now I'm going to go with the ugly, except not ugly, uh, but unexpected. Um, You know, so what are are some of the unexpected things that have happened, you know, that you've experienced in these two and a half years that you've been on the board? And, you know, they could be good things, bad things, but... You know, what are what are some of the things that, you know, when you when they happen to you, you were just kind of went like, wow, I didn't know that was going to happen, but it did. <laughs> uh, I think graduation ceremonies, they just wrapped up last week. And that's fascinating to watch, you know, 350 kids. They are so excited to walk across that stage and what was unexpected to me was how relaxed I would feel and how I want to, when they come out, I'm the first person that they shake hands with and I'm handing them their diploma and they're, they're tense and anxious and like calming them down and how they, they want to like jam past you. They're just like, Oh, I don't, I'm just going to go straight down the, down the carpet. And I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at some of these, some of these people in like high heels and stuff. And I've had a couple, um, I've had a couple foot surgeries, and so I'm, I'm like walking across the stage at Merriweather, at, you know, in high heels. Oh my God, what if I fall on the stage at Merriweather? And so that's that's one of those things. Like they they come out of the curtains, and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm at Merriweather Post Pavilion, and there are thousands of people watching me, and I need to I need to walk down this blue carpet to the stairs and not fall down. And so that, that was one of those things that I hadn't really thought about when I was, when I was running, that that would be um, so, so crazy. And then like giving the graduation speech and realizing, oh my gosh, my head is up on the giant screen. Mm-hmm. So what do I look like? <laughs> <laughs> and realizing that, you know, these kids want to get out of there. They want to, they're, they're like, oh, I've been waiting four years for this. Uh, that's a great moment as well as like the first day of school uh, staff and board members and elected officials from, from the state and Howard County. They, we go around to, to our cluster schools and greet kids as they get off the bus. And 
the best and saddest at the same time is, you know, watching Aww. watching the little kindergartners get Aww. off the bus for the first time and they're nervous and they're getting their stickers for their bus number. And uh, so that's one of those things where it really brings home to you the importance of what you're doing. And it really reminds you and grounds you in the importance of what this is, this system is doing and giving. That's awesome. So that, that's really rewarding. I, I, I'm going to share with you a fun fact. Okay. And I think this is always, this is, this is always something that gets me, you know, with all the talk about <clears throat> universal pre-K, you know, full day pre-K, half day pre-K, you know, we've done that progression. But way back when, when I went through the Howard County public school system, there was no in galaxy far, far away. Long, it was long in this ago. galaxy. Okay, fine. <laughs> it was kind of long ago, but but there was no mandatory kindergarten. Oh, right. It was mm-hmm. not compulsory. I started school in the first grade, and I had all sorts of behavior issues. That first year, I got very poor grades for exercise. first year? Just the first year? I got very poor grades for exercising self-control. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that may still be continuing. Right, okay. Just, <laughs> but, I've known but, you for a few years now. But, but you know, um, you know it, it, it was a thing. And then a few years later, it became a permanent thing. Right. So, and actually, uh, that's, that's a huge difference that people don't realize uh, has happened. And really uh, there are a lot of children that come into kindergarten and it's, we, it's kind of the new first grade and we have to be careful about that. If, if pre-K, I don't want pre-K to become the new first grade either because learning at that age is really about playing and socializing and figuring out uh, your self-control and your peers and how to interact and share. And so there's, there's value to to a high quality pre-K program that really uses play and self dis- and discovery and independent unstructured learning. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up, I'm wondering, you know, um, you know, your your first uh, your first uh, foray in the public office was was a, an outstanding success, obviously. Um, you know, what advice would you have for, for people who are thinking about running for office or getting involved in, in some sort of a campaign or elected position or, or just, you know, getting, you know, interested in volunteering on a board or, or something? What would you say? Make sure your family understands the commitment. Make sure first you understand the commitment, but do it, I think, concurrently with your family so that you kind of go through that growing pain together. And because if your family isn't willing to support you, then you're going to have a lot of trouble. And there's a balancing act that you have to do. And uh, I'm very lucky. My daughter is, uh, was at an age where she was pretty independent. And I involved her, but I don't always involve her. So she'll help, but I don't always make her help. It's not, it's my decision. I need her buy-in. I need her, her help sometimes to give me a hug when it's been a long day, but I, I have to do it on my own as well. So, you know, you can't just, um, kind of blanch to what and, you know, rely on the kindness of strangers. 
you need to fully commit to it. Mm -hmm. And if you fully commit to it and people see your, your dedication to it, then they will help you. And that's, that's the way to do it. You've got to, you've got to indicate that you're going to exert this sweat equity and go all in and Mm -hmm. believe in yourself. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, why should other people? That's great. Um, Anything else you want to add? Anything at all? The last two and a half years have been an amazing journey, growth experience. Uh, As an educator now, uh, I've always loved learning for one thing. My mom always told me, you know, what she loves about me is my my curiosity. And people will say curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. And that's what I always think of, that the joy of learning and being open to new ideas and meeting new people has been an amazing journey. And I've met so many smart, interesting, funny, dedicated people. And that's one of the reasons why I keep going back is because I like being with these people who are engaged and dedicated to the community. So if that's what you want, if you think you're one of those people, then do that. Kirsten, thank you so very much for, for again, for taking the time. Um, I hope, I hope people have gotten a lot out of this this evening or whenever they're listening to it. Uh, I know I have. So uh, thank you and, and good luck to you. And, and thank you for all your, your service on the board. I don't know. I think if anything, uh, I think you may have sold yourself short a little bit because you guys work very long hours and you do not get paid very much. That cannot possibly be a, a minimum wage job. Uh, no, it's definitely <laughs> not even close to minimum. It's definitely not living. It's definitely not minimum. And it's definitely some kind of um, Fair Labor Standards Act yeah, violation. Probably some violation, <laughs> but there's an exemption for elected for public officers, service, right? right. So. <laughs> I get mileage. So, oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, <laughs> on that note. On that note, so thank you, Kirsten. Much appreciated. And, um, you know, uh, thank you for listening to tonight's edition of Forward Maryland. Uh, please feel free to join me on Thursday evening. That would be uh, June the 6th. And I'm going to be talking about the uh, Larry Hogan non decisions to run for president in 2020. And for Chris Van Holland's uh, Senate seat in 2022. What's that man up to? Uh, Let's talk about it a little bit on Thursday. Thank you and have a great evening. Take care.